Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the On My Block Packers podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Wall, with me as always. Good friend, Packers all-time leading rusher, Amon Green. Amon, how are we doing today? Man, I'm doing good, man. You want me to hit this read real quick? Knock it out? Okay. Uh, Bet online is the fastest way and easiest, fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and contests and events with first-to-market eyes and lines. So find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, and esports, and even golf. So Bet Online continues to be the top online source of all your sports information and live in-game betting. So props and futures as well. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use the promo BLEAV50 to get, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Mike, Bet Online, where the game starts, Mike. Man, yeah, I'm good. Ready to get this thing going. See what the Buccaneers and the Packers going to do this weekend. Well, Packers, listen, good news, bad news. I guess yep. the, the good news is we saw Lazard hopping around a little bit. Uh, obviously, we saw Jenkins come back for the first time. No setbacks in the ACL. Lazard looks like he's going to play this week. Randall Cobb was out with, a, um, I think, an illness yesterday. We'll see what comes up comes up today. But, again, kind of big news, no news. Bakhtiari, is, it wasn't, wasn't practicing yesterday. It doesn't look like he's going to be playing. So, we're looking at the same lineup up front, which – is better than the lineup we had the first week because mm-hmm. Jenkins is in there, which means that Royce gets to move down to to right guard. I think him over him at right guard over right tackle is, is a certain improvement. I think he's probably better over in, than uh, than Hanson was at least at this stage in their development. But um, going to miss the big guy, you know. I, mm-hmm. He's they're one of the question marks. I think that not one of the question marks, but one of the, the the areas of improvement as we look at this line. Even though Aaron Jones had a great game last week, is one place we can continue to improve. Um, what else? What else do you see the Packers needing to improve during practice this week to kind of get ready for this next game? Um, I, I would say, obviously, giving protection to Aaron in the past game, you know, because mm-hmm. as we saw, I watched some of the Saints game uh, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers game last week, and they were giving uh, Brady, I mean, they were giving Winston some problems, um, get back there, rushing them and, you know, getting them and picked them twice and got a pick six out, out of one of them. So giving Aaron some time because he, as we know, if we give, give him some time, He'll be a little bit more accurate and a lot more precise. And 
in a good mood. He won't be, you know, disappointed at the offensive line. But I, but I think they did a really good job from week one to week two to get getting Elgin back in that game. That made a difference in the run game and the pass game. Aaron still had a lot of pressure. We talked about it on Monday. He got sacked still three times. But now it was an improvement from the week before because they could not run the ball or pass the ball against the Vikings. But different game, different team. Um, so I'll say that's some of the, the key areas there for this game. And this be, and get ready for the weather because, we, as we know, we know this game going down there any time of the year between September to December being worse because it's colder here, that transition. I hope they get there today, you know, get there tonight to get that whole body acclimated and hydrated and ready for the game on Sunday. Yeah, Tampa's, Tampa's an interesting thing. It's, you know, we had the same thing when I was down in Miami. Like, if teams want to come early, but then the coaches don't want them to come early because there's a lot of things down in Tampa. A lot, a lot of, of things down in Miami. Yeah, a lot of distractions that are trouble, especially the nightlife there. You know, for me, you got to get back to the, the fundamentals. We did a very, you know, they gave up 180 yards on the ground. And I know that Justin Fields only passed the ball, dropped back 14 times, you know, got rid of the ball 11 times. I think we got three sacks on him, but. You know, 180 yards is 180 yards. And, and it actually it seemed like when you watch that game, it actually seemed like for a spell, the Bears forgot they were allowed to run the ball in the second quarter. And then they got back to it and they, they did a lot of damage with Montgomery in particular. Yeah. We got to get back. We got to be a better tackling team. It's something we talked about last year in different different phases of the game. Um, Sa- Savage uh, and Amos aren't the tacklers that we hope they be at this point in the season. I think Alexander has, you know, he missed, a, he missed more than one, I think, tackle that he, mm-hmm. we expect him to make. Uh, and, and listen, it's a consequence of this training camp situation. It's a consequence of the expectations that we yep. have uh, inter- intrinsically as a group. And then the intensity that we bring to practice and the expectations that we have as a coaching staff to make sure that, hey, listen, this is a priority. Like Bill Belichick always says, I want defensive players who can tackle. That is a priority to me. And yep. it's not just about speed and all this other stuff. Let's make it priority. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. You got to have that because tackling is the name of the game. Um, that's where I said for me when I played I remember those days in high school when I was playing middle linebacker I'm like at the end of the day I want the big hit but just get the guy on the ground you know that's basically what what the what the whole um, idea of that playing defense is about so I was um, I was talking to uh, I was talking to another guy and we, we brought your name up and you know they were asking about defensive backs and like what right. is it you know because listen Tampa's we'll talk about Tampa in a minute but mm-hmm. they, they they bring it they all of them tackle yeah. And, you know, if, if your defensive backs aren't good tacklers, you know, that did it change the weird mindset? And I said, I said, well, it didn't change my mindset at all because I usually wasn't you know worried about those guys. I said, yeah. but I think with certain you know players, Amon being one of them, you don't even really consider like a cornerback as a guy that's in. He's just like, a you know, fly on the dashboard guy that's in For your me. way. Right. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a handful. There's a handful of guys. There's the Brian Dawkins of the world. There's a John Liches, yeah. Camp Chancellors later on, maybe Jamal Adams nowadays. Guys yep. that can bring the wood that you're going to think about. Adrian Wilson was a great one from from um, Arizona. But most of those guys, we don't really even – because, like, you, you keep them in the count. If a safety comes in the box, you put them in the count to block yep. him. But as far as – like, if we always looked at it like, hey, man, if, the, if a mine gets eight yards of, of steam on one of these guys, they're not going to tackle him. What's the big deal? No, it's a problem. Um, and in terms of that tackling mindset – I knew that okay, I can't let one guy tackle me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that mindset, and if it's and if it is one, he's coming on on a ride with me, or I'm a juke him, or I'm gonna just, you know, run him over. That's my whole mindset because I understand it's a commitment to tackle. And you know, like I mentioned, I played defense in high school in little league. You gotta want to tackle a guy. If you don't have that want, because like I used to do, I used to send that message in the first half or the first quarter or the first run play. I send a message. I hit that guy as hard as I can. I'm like, yeah, this is what you're going to do with four quarters. Then I give that defender 
time to think, okay, do I want to deal with number 30 for three and a half hours? And in fourth quarter, he's still going to be hitting me like this. And so you find those players. And it's not every player on the football field, but you'll find those players, DBs, linebackers, even some D linemen that like they, they want to get you if you they if you don't see them in your vision. But if you see them, like if I saw a D lineman, I'm going to square off and I'm running right in his chest. And I'm going to send him a I'm not scared of you. I'm going to hit you. So that's a mindset. And then also with the blocking, it's having it's all about footwork from the bottom up, like you mentioned all the time. Having that footwork there, your body is square with your body is even to where you're not overstepping one, you know, left or right, and have your hands tight, have your hands tight to your body. So when you're not stretching, uh, stretching, excuse me, um, and getting that potential holding call and that jersey's not pulling away, that's when you're out of position. So you don't want to do that. And it's all about mindset and it's all about a want to. I want to be the best at blocking or tackling. I got to do this. So let's go make that effort and make it happen. You you used to you just talked about kind of being ready in the moment and being able to start fast and kind of setting the tone. Um, One thing that we haven't done in any of these games is come out and be tone setters. And and, the question I I wanted to pose to you is, is can we come out and win the first quarter? I guess the question for the Packers is, can we learn how to come out and and win the first quarter? And if that's not happening on a team in your experience, what has to happen in the locker room from a coaching standpoint? Like what, what is the communication? Because part of that is probably nerves. You know, yep, like I, all these guys are getting up for these games, man. Like, especially, you know, Sunday night game or a game against Minnesota in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like you're, it's not like you're not up for the game, but what is it or what can we improve on from a communication standpoint, from a preparation standpoint, yeah. do you think that improves the, the chances of us coming out there and winning that first quarter? It's a preparation standpoint. I see it. I've been in, we've been in these situations as teammates where we started the season kind of slow um, and it was either play calling or just that moment for us, whatever was working and I've had coaches between coach Sherman. Um, I remember a few times in Seattle, Mike Holmgren's first year there in 99, my last year there where in practice from Wednesday's practice all the way through was saying, Hey, we're going to start fast. So it's starting in the co- to talk to the team in the morning and then getting to the meetings. There's play structures that was run plays. There's certain run plays that are attitude plays like this, this ISO, this power, we want to send a message. We're going to, then we're going to play action off that because now we got their attention. Now we want to suck them in to throw the ball deep. So it's conversations like that starting on Wednesday's meeting with offensive install saying, hey, we won. Or even on a defensive side of the ball, this is what we're going to do. We got a young quarterback or we got experience. Regardless of the quarterback, we want to put pressure on him. We could do that in a Tom Brady because he can't move. He, he's a pocket passer. He's not a great runner. So putting pressure on him is that mindset. Let's do this early and often to get the upper hand because we already know we're fighting against elements. They got a good defense and we got to deal with weather. We got to deal with factors and them being an experienced team as well. So it starts early in the week, building it in the meetings where you're talking, you're on the whiteboard or you're on the, the iPad, seeing them, sending messages. This is how we're going to start fast, showing videos of teams starting fast because it starts as a process. You just can't flick it on Saturday, on Sunday night or Saturday night and then Sunday morning. No. It has to start on Wednesday going into that game because then by Saturday, when you get off the plane, I'm saying I hope we can get there Friday, but Saturday to get off that plane, they already know we got to start fast. This is what we feel because this, this is an experienced team and a well-led team from the coaching staff. And we, we already know what Tom Brady and his leadership, even though he's kind of, you know, he's discombobulated off the field. But we know when he's in that helmet, he's frustrated, but he's playing hard no matter what. He has that type of leadership to get guys behind him, and we've seen it. So when he's doing that, that's the part, but that's the part you got to go where we know we're going to face with. But every day is that fast twitch or that fast 
you know, off the ball mindset from the start of the kickoff to the end of the game. Yeah, I think you make a really good point as a player, or I guess, I guess from a coaching perspective, getting buy-in early in the week is a big deal. And I, we, you can talk about the, you can talk about mm-hmm. the games where you felt really good about the game plan and, mm-hmm. and games that you didn't, how you kind of go into the game. Like, you know, it, there's an individual thing, whether you can offer you might be successful, but as right. far as, as far as being successful as a unit, mm-hmm. like that game plan is important and kind of reinforcing the idea of, of having a why behind what we're doing, having a why behind the how makes a huge difference. But yeah. at the individual level, man, if you're an athlete and you want to start fast, you have to con- like every practice. I got to, what am I going to do to start fast mm-hmm. today? What am I going to do to have a good first rep today? Like all that kind of stuff. You know, there's a, there's a huge idea, I think, especially in new sports now about having a redemption story. Like people want to have a redemption story. Oh, it's okay that I started slow because I finished strong. And I'm right. always like, listen, if you start slow, we hope you finish strong, mm-hmm. but you starting slow is a loss. Let's right. call it what let's just call it what it is like we want to work that habit. Yeah, we want to work that habit out of you. You know, Archilochus, the Greek philosopher, you, you don't rise to the occasion, you fall to the level of your training, right? Mm-hmm. If you train at a high level, you know nothing else but to play at a high level. And I think we do a poor job at every level of sport of, of acting like we can just kind of turn this dial up because the, the crowd noise is a little bit louder. So, mm-hmm. and so the other thing is, there are games that are going to be better litmus tests for a team like the Packers, who's yes. only like the only ambition here is to win a Super Bowl at this point in Aaron Rodgers' career. Yep. Tampa is one of those teams that the expectation is you're either going to meet them in Tampa or Green Bay, and it might depend on this game, you know, yep. on the way to the Super Bowl. So this is a great test. When you're in those situations, Amon, like we could like, we could talk about the Bears game. Yep. We know the Bears aren't going to the Super Bowl. This game is a little bit different at every level because we know the road might go through L.A., Green Bay, or Tampa Bay. It already has, literally. Yeah. In the yeah. last three years, we've had Green Bay either in Tampa or Tampa here for an NFC Championship game. So it's 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 already right there. So as a player, you got to know this. Like as an experienced player, I'm thinking to myself right now, okay, this is February. This is January. Let's go. Um and I'm going to tell, I'm going to let my young bucks in the room know, room know this too. Like, hey, this is the type of level of game that we're going to get a preview of playoff speed right now. Um, will we have a chance to make some mistakes and make big plays too? Yep. But we're going to be doing it at a high level, 100 miles per hour, because they are going to be doing it at the same speed, if not faster. The guys in that defense, I love uh, Winfield Jr., he is a safety that will come lay hats, and he's a safety that can cover the back end. And so he's a, all his dad raised him right, and he came up. He doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have a whole, you know, he's not tall. He's got he's the moxie. Tall. Yeah, he's, he has them. He has the want to. He has the moxie. So he's going to come down in the box. But then we'll talk about later. We got Devin White, Levante Davis, some of the best uh, linebackers in the league that can cover the pass and cover the run. So this is probably the better test of anybody because it's going to test Wide receivers going to test Aaron and throwing the ball, and it's going to test, test protection like everything. Nuts. Protection yeah. like nuts. That's all I'm thinking about. The first thing yeah. I thought after I saw I'm, I'm watching this Saints game, it's like, woof. Can our guys up front is going to you know deal with this deep Buccaneers defense? Because we know it's not just the guys that, that have their hands in the ground. It's also guys that can then you know come off the blitz, off the edge of David and White. What are they doing? You know, in that. You know, defensive backfield second line coming into the to our offensive line and our run game as well 
But let's talk. Let's talk about those bucks. So yeah. the big, the big. Unfortunately, one of the big conversations this week is like, who's got more injured players? Who's got more? Who's more? Yeah. You know, who's got less experience <laughs> in the wide receiver playing. position? Yeah, right. So not playing. Mike Evans is is suspended. Julio Jones questionable. Godwin is questionable. Probably out. He's coming off the ACL and then the hamstring. Right. So mm-hmm. we don't like. They don't even know what that's going to look like over the course of the next months. Really. Right. Donovan Smith goes out of the game last week. And I'll say this, they're very well coached up front because then Josh Wells came in. Donovan Smith's a really good left tackle. Wells came in and played well. Then Wells hurt his calf. He's out for the year. And they brought in their like backup right guard to play left tackle. Now he's there. Now Donovan may or may not play, but you got listen, you got a lot of you already know that you lost Ryan Jensen, who's their center, all pro center. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost two guards to free agency. They got one back with Shaq Mason coming over from the Patriots. From and then obviously Trist, Tristan Wirfs is a phenomenal player. But Ryan Jensen, when we talk about offensive line, Ryan Jensen's worth like 25 yards a game in the run game because he's the guy that's always finishing people to the ground. He's the guy that's mm-hmm. always getting in fights. He's always he's the instigator in everything, and he gets your mind off of making the play and puts it right on him. So yeah. they're missing those pieces in particular. But the offensive line is very well coached. They're playing pretty well despite all the – like people are saying, oh, Tom's going to struggle. Tom, like They're not playing that bad. Right. right. They, and the thing with Tampa is like Brady needs help at this point. Yeah. And they are, they, when you watch their, the, especially their last game, it's like they have a million different schemes. They have a million different ways to attack you, but you don't really know what they're good at. And I don't really think they know either, especially with Mike Evans now being out. So mm-hmm. do you see any, do you see any difference in the way that Tom's approaching the game? And, and obviously that is that a consequence of like, are we finally saying the external things, the noise is getting in the way? Mm-hmm. Or are we just saying, it's a consequence of like, listen, man, I missed a couple throws. I don't have the same guys in there. I have protection problems. Like there's a lot of stuff going on on offense with this Tampa Bay team. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on with, with, with Tom as well. I mean, we know we've heard the rumors of him and his wife off the field stuff. So that might could be creeping in, you know, mentally, you know, in his preparation, mentally, and his focus. That is a real thing. Um, so I think it's it's a cross between all of what you just said is what it's what's the stuff in the locker room players being out and that's now suspended either they out because of health reasons or like Mike Evans getting in the fight last week with Lattimore injected for a week um, injected from that game but then suspended for this game um, that right there and just not functioning and I say thinking Godwin not being there mm. he was a focal point of that wide receiver core and I say that the offensive uh, just effectiveness because long with Fournette, he's running the ball, but then you got Mike Evans who's going to be gone, like I just mentioned. But then you had Godwin doing things when he he's a he's a pretty he's a darn good route runner and he's physical. He catches the ball in traffic, and then you got a tight end that you know Grunk is gone. You have younger tight ends coming in, less experienced tight end. It's all show. Cameron Braid is good, not great. Right, right. he's and good, it, not great. The time is not there that Brady is accustomed to when you're running a route. I'm throwing it here, and you're not there. Young receivers downfield, not breaking at the right moment. You know, you just have those foot. And that accumulates for him, when I say him, Brady, because he has a standard that he expects his receivers to know him. Him, know, you know, they know when that ball's coming and be ready to catch the ball, and they're not doing it right now. It's still early in the season, but now you got a game on both sides of the ball. Both these quarterbacks, both these offenses and defense will get tested, and we'll see right now early in the season like who has a good head start in the NFC conference of being a solid team that gets onto the playoffs. I feel like, you know, Scotty Miller, 
uh, Gage, like both those Gage and, and Miller, they're both good players. Scotty Miller, he kind of, to me, he stood out as far as the receiving core goes last week mm-hmm. against, against New Orleans. There's a guy that can get open and make plays. And Brady, one thing Brady does really, really well is he gets rid of the ball. He picks up easy yards. Right? He's got, he's got yep. the quick outs. Uh, they just have they have a ton of ways to get people the ball, but I don't know if they can get people the ball in space if we can get pressure on them. Now, one thing that's interesting right. about our defense right now, we're not blitzing. We're not sending DBs. We're not dog. We're not running any dog pressures with, with our linebackers. Like we're trying to get home with four or with five. We might bring all five guys if we're, if we're in our, our three, four defense, mm-hmm. but we're not bringing secondary pressure. We're not bringing a lot of dogs from like Devondre Campbell. And one way you would think about attacking this team is like, let's make it the Leonard Fournette show and see if Leonard Fournette can become playoff Leonard right now, right? <laughs> right. By, by forcing Brady to make five yard throws the entire game and just, Hey, we don't think you can go the distance, yeah. but in order to do that, I think it's going to be, even with all of these guys hurt up front, I think that's hard to do with a Tom Brady, knowing that he throws on rhythm on three-step, five-step drops. I think it's really hard to do with four, so you're going to have to get in his face with five. Now, Kenny could beat a couple guys you know, right up the middle immediately, right. and that, that mm-hmm. will happen, I'm sure. But I'm saying as a game plan, are you on the side of, man, let's, pr- let's heat him up a little bit and see if he'll just get rid of the ball and let's turn this into like a, a, a one-sided affair with like Leonard Fournette needing mm-hmm. like 30 carries this game? Or should we go back, play the shell, and see if we can get there on the deeper routes and see if they can and see if they can move it, move the ball down the entire field. No, I like it hot. And then Todd Bowles is that guy. Bring the heat, man. Brady, great thrower, but he can't, we as we know, he's not the guy that's gonna get out that pocket unless. There's just a wide open man coverage where there's nobody chasing him that he's going to run. But he that's the guy that we want him to be. You know, we, he's, he stays in that pocket. Let's heat him up. And that's something in a tradition of top bowls and play calling defensively. Like we know that Hicks is out. He has the plan. I just saw he has the plantar fasciitis. So he is out for a little while. That's unfortunate because we know he is a problem in the run game. But our defense sitting in shell against a guy like Tom Brady, that's your – not you're signing your death certificate, but you're making it easy on him. Make it hard. Yeah. I want to, you know, I'm a, I play deep, like make it hard. I know when, when defenses played against us, they would make it hard, but we could go through it with a 10 man box. But after a while we were like, we, we're okay with a 10 man box. We can run against that. Do that to him. Make it hard early to see what he's going to do and how's he going to react. Make him, we already know he's going to be a first half ballot hall of fame. All right, prove it. Prove it to us in this defense that we're going to bring it and then we're going to press coverage your guys to see if they're going to get open. Yeah, we'll get flagged. You know what? It's no problem. We'll take the flag, but you got to earn this game, you know, to be rated number one in the league right now. That's how a defensive minded person like for me. That's how I'm approaching. I just wonder if I'm not going to make it easy on him. I just wonder if Joe Barry, like it it doesn't seem like that's part of his defensive philosophy because he's not bringing. I wish he was too, but he's not bringing guys. And, and, you know, we were, you talk about our safeties and, and you kind of think about like, you know, what what do we do best? And we always talk about like Savage always having problems in the alley and, and then mm-hmm. we're not being great tacklers. He's probably up better closer to the line of scrimmage. Like there's a lot of things that we can kind of look at and justify right now as should we go back to like the Pete Carroll side of the ball or when we talk about let's switch to the defense, go to the Todd Bull side of the equation where like they're bringing the heat all the time, right? They, they bring they bring uh, slot pressure. They'll bring they'll line up um, David and White up in mm-hmm. the A gaps on the in the in the C gaps. They'll bring four the to a side. They'll bring five to a side. Like mm-hmm. they bring it, they'll heat up people all the time trying to get rid of the ball. But I don't know that, like philosophically, 
that's what our guy will do. And I don't know right now with the tackling that we have, even with their receivers out, like I just don't know if they're comfortable saying, I think the Jair Alexander is going to make enough, you know, make the tackles and he needs to in open space because right now they're not necessarily proven they can do that. So, yeah, it's interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Let, let, <laughs> let's let's hit that defense, man, because like this, they're this is the strength of their team. Yeah, of the right now, they're, yep. they're de- and and it's and it's led by arguably two of the best linebackers in the business, Levante David and Devin White. They them. do. I mean, to me, Ag, they kind of remind me of Erlacher and Briggs. Yes. In the sense that they can diagnose plays, they can play the passing game. They're always up at the line of scrimmage, kind of threatening to dog or yep. actually come, you know, bring in the pressure. And they just have a, a ton of success, run and pass. They're physical. They just have high, high football IQs. They're fun to oh, watch. Man. And like you just think of all the problems that come with having not just one, not just a Devondre Campbell, but like two Devondre Campbells playing linebacker. Man, that is a problem. And uh, say Devin's a little heavier than uh, White. And then they have the speed element mixed with all what you just said. So they cause defenses a problem when you have linebackers which through our time tampa bay defense traditionally had fast intelligent linebackers that means they got up there a problem in the run game and they're in a problem that's why we have a tampa two now cover two because a guy by the name of Derek brooks he could stretch the defense where he could cover the deep middle of the field which is a problem for defenders yeah, him and Exactly. If you don't have a linebacker that has that intelligence and the speed, the talent side, the physical stuff that sometimes you can't coach, and that's what Derrick Brooks had. We we know that. We played against him. So he had that. So now you have that again between Devin White and Levante David. You have guys that can move. They are physical, and they, they're they thinking every snap, okay, well, let's mix it around. I know, I know coach just called this play, but let's toy around with this quarterback. Let's mess with his mind. Let's you know, look like he we're giving him this. We're going to give him this slant route, but we're not. We're just hiding and disguising it because we got to do that. That's how between the players and the coaching staff developing these formations, you got to be like that because there's so many smart players. You know, playing against Aaron is a problem because he could see a defense in two seconds and know where he's going with the ball, just like Tom. So this is going to be the, the chess match of the game between both quarterbacks that we're going to see against each, each other's defenses. Now, let's talk about the guys up front because – if you watch tape, like we know, uh, we know Akeem Hicks from Chicago yep. and he's, he's a game record when he wants to play. And he was more, it looked like he was even more motivated because like, he was on a good team for the first mm-hmm. time in a while. And that's a deal. He, that's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, and he's hurt. So now they're a little bit depleted at that. And he was a, like, he's a big time player for them and they still have Vita Vea, a guy who like, he's a complete load. He can push the pocket yep. and guys don't, guys don't think he can pass rush, but he creates these pressure situations. If he gets one-on-one, He's almost a guy, I think, you know, I, I look at him versus if he goes and plays over Royce Newman and I go, okay, he's going to be able to push that pocket pretty, you know, pretty fast. And so we might have to, we might have to Bring put help. a guy over there. Yep. Okay. And so now you look at the, in their three, four, they got Vernon Golston playing. Now he's, he's kind of a journeyman. He's been a, or not a German. He's been a Tampa Bay for a long time, but he's, he's not a star player. He's kind of a, uh, a lunch pail guy mm-hmm. that can, I don't know if he's going to get a lot of numbers in this game, but he's right. definitely he definitely plays at a high level and can occupy, occupy some space. Logan Hall is going to have to come in and fill that void with Akeem Hicks, and I think we can make some hay there. He's a younger player. He, he plays tall. He's a tall player, but he plays tall, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of a problem. But they still have – you know, they have Shaq Barrett outside, who he got one last week. Um, yep. He still looks like he can really rush the passer at a high level. He put Ramchick in a blender uh, last week a couple times. 
really, really good player. They have a, a Tryon uh, Shoyinka, who was a, a, draft, a high draft pick last year, I believe. He kind of looks the part, you know, doesn't know. Um, I don't know that his rush plan is at a super high level yet as far right. as like knowing what to do every single time. But he certainly gets off the ball. And like you said, these guys play really fast. Yeah. I wouldn't expect us to have to game plan without Hicks. I wouldn't expect us to have to game plan against any of these guys, but I might have to take a look at Vea if he's over on the right guard. I don't know if you saw anything different. Yeah, you know, Vita Vea, every time I see him, he's put, he's basically bench pressing a guard or a center into the defense, offensive backfield. And as we know, and I, I know very much well, what, what's the problem for offenses? Penetration. When you have that and a guy to play with that, to be somebody that can then also pick up the slack with Hicks picking out, uh, being out, hey, we already had him for three, four years. So that's great. We know exactly what who Via Veda is um, defensively. Todd Bowles knows who's that, know who his player is. And so he knows how to scheme different things. And he's been doing it a very long time. So, yeah, that's going to be something going to be interesting. You got to put Tunyon or you got to maybe put um, um, Mercedes Lewis to help out, to tag off, to make sure just to send a message and, and let guys know. Because when you don't slow them down, um, then that guy gets in his rhythm. Vita Veda going to get in his fun little zone and I, I, I could push these guys around i remember my rookie year in uh seattle and we opened the season with philadelphia and we had a guy by the name of hugh douglas who was the defensive player of the year his rookie year i remember all week my running back coach was show, we, we were lining up in a formation where we were going to automatically no matter what hit hugh in his hip run it was every pass play even if it, it wasn't my read even wasn't my read they said amon ricky we're going to chip him. We're going to hit him. Because if he don't get, if we let him get hot, it's a problem. We had John Freeze, Warren Moon as our quarterback, guys that they were drop back, traditional quarterback, no guys that's going to break out that pocket. So what we did was all week practice chipping, practice checking the, the DN. And by end of the end of the first quarter, you said, hey, AG, he said, hey, bro, he said, hey, Rook, come here. Can you please stop hitting me? <laughs> Can you please stop sending a message? And that's what. That's what we did. So he slowed down the rest of the game. He wasn't a problem. We ended up winning that game in Philadelphia on the road in Old Veterans Stadium. And then part of that win was because we sent that message to one of the best defenders on that defense. So we got to do that with the Vita Veda. Or if, if Hicks was healthy, that would be another thing to throw in there. Because when you do something like that, it changes the game. It changes the outcome. Yeah, and and they have um... – the Tampa's got all the wham plays and everything. You bring the fullback, the linebacker in from the side mm-hmm. and, and or the quick traps. Like we, we really don't run those plays that much. And we used to run a, uh, with James Campen when he was the offensive line coach, used to line up the tight end in the B gap and he would chip off the guards. Yeah. We haven't done yeah. that in a long, long time, but maybe it's, you know, I don't think it's, this is the week we bring it back, but maybe yeah. we do. Yeah. No, I'm saying that I'm not, you know, they don't re, yeah. re, 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 rechange the offense for that. Yeah. But just have it in mind to have somebody over there just in case. Okay. But you, you you do look at this secondary, and sometimes it looks like they're playing it like they're playing the, the tape at you know one point three times speed or something like that. Like they're they they like to play multiple coverages. They're super confident. They'll play fat footed against guys they don't think is and just sit on routes so they don't think they're fast enough to beat them. Todd yeah. Bowles is not afraid to use all of them in different roles. Like they'll roll quarters. They'll play three buzz. They'll play one yeah. man and bring pressure. They run a, a, a ton of zone drops and, and pressure to one side. And they love bringing guys off the slot. You mentioned. Um, you mentioned Anton Winfield Jr., but you know Logan Ryan's been a great player for a number right. of years in this in this league. Uh, Jamil Dean had two picks in this game. I mean, this, yep. he's probably the least known guy of the group, but you you know we all know him now because he's playing at a high yeah. level earlier this season. But they do a really good job of of disguising coverages 
And they do such a good job of heating you up with their defensive back pressures, uh, along with obviously bringing Levante and, and Devin White. But they yeah. do just it's 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 a different animal, and it gives quarterbacks a lot of trouble. And it's not necessarily because of the guys up front; like their front four aren't the ones that you're necessarily worried about. You're worried about the other seven, and that, yeah. from a protection standpoint and a quarterback standpoint, is kind of a is usually uncharted territory with most of the teams you see all year. So this will be super interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So uh, we're t- we, you kind of hit on the skill position players and we talked about some of their injuries. So with the question to you, you got here, uh, what happens when you have to turn to that second string of players to come step in when the first string guys are out? Well, if we go, you know, we, we look at, I think what really happens is they don't get as many reps. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's almost an individual by individual basis. But what I would say is, with the skill position injuries, if, if, if we're looking back at like, you know, Tom Brady missing all his guys, mm-hmm. we look, we could look at Aaron and, and, you know, if he's missing some of his or, or if, or if like Lazard was out last week, right. Two weeks ago, excuse me. What ends up happening is your security blanket's gone. Yeah. And I think that's the, probably the best way that I would think about it is just the guys that you your security blanket being the guys that you just know, Hey, I got to have it play third and eight, fourth and six. Like I got to have this play. I know where I'm going to go. And obviously Devontae was that largely for Aaron for a number of years. Mm-hmm. But when you look at, when you look at Tom, I mean, Mike Evans is his guy and Mike Evans is an all pro. And so the right. fact that he's not injured, but he's suspended. And the way that all of that all went down mm-hmm. as far as chirping, he comes yep. in and it's kind of, I, I don't, you know, I don't know why he did what he did, but he did. He thought he was defending his quarterback, which, you know, it is what it yeah, is. It is what it but, is. Yep. So Tom kind of plays a part in all of this stuff. Like it's interesting that they're in this situation and they're in this situation that they didn't need to be in. And right. they, and he's yeah. out Gronk for the season, you know, if, if unless he decides to unretire and now his, <laughs> right. his, his next like security blanket is probably honestly here, Leonard Fournette. Right. And it's a handoff or a screen. Right. You know, you know, for my point of view, it's something like you already tagged on is that experience um, from that second player. But also, the, the I say the experience of being in that situation in the game, you know, that's as a coach, you look at that because, you know, now the second string guys coming in, they don't have that experience from a big game. They don't have that experience from a playoff situation. They don't have experience going against a Pro Bowl tackle or, or defensive tackle or all whatever is in front of them. Now you got to coach them up and get them there real fast. And you got two or three days and you don't, you know, you got to put them in mentally in those situations because that's the best way. That's one way to do it along with the physicalness in practice during the week to get there because they, you already know, they're going to have a handful, you know, dealing with, you know, Tampa Bay's rush from an offensive line standpoint for the Packers, but then vice versa for Tom Brady, like you said, don't have some of the weapons that he had the previous year, Chris Godwin, Grunt. He had, and he's inexperienced. He's experiencing that now. That's where the frustration on the sideline. You see him at the Saints game throwing the iPad because he's seeing those those times where he had guys last year in the same similar situation is not happening this year. So for those second string players, is hey, just get them ready. And it's all on. It's I'll say not. It's not on. It's, it's part on the coaches and it's part on the players to, to have themselves physically and mentally ready because you're now coming in, in a situation. It's, as we would say in the locker room, it's live bullets out here yep. now. You know, it's shooting live ammo. So now these games count. You got to play. You got to be ready, best as you are ready for uh, that kickoff when the ball's when the ball's kicked off. It's almost like it's almost like you have twenty two Madden ratings, like of your eleven starters on both sides, yeah. and you have to get to a certain number. Like there's a certain number that, that whatever team is should win. 
Yep. You know, like your cumulative Madden rating is is 1,600 and mine's 1,400. You should beat me, you know, eight out of 10 times. Exactly. But every time you get rid of one of those high number guys and you pr- it, your numbers start going down, all of a sudden the percentages of, of winning start changing a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. That's the closest I'm ever going to get to a video game analogy. So. <laughs> You're let's dead go, on, though. You're dead let's, on. Let's, Good let's job. Go to, let's go to keys of the game, man. And for me, uh, the Packers, from the Packers' defensive side of the ball, it really is – can we win the line of scrimmage against a depleted offensive line and turn this into like a one-sided game? And for me that we started doing this last week, can you turn your double teams into single blocks and push and push the line of scrimmage back? Can All you right. pressure with four guys, which I, we kind of talked through. I, I, I think that's what we're going to have to do. Cause I don't, as much as we'd love to see some pressure, I don't even know who they bring it from. Cause you know, I don't know that our safeties are big enough to pressure uh, and maybe a Tom Brady, but not on a consistent, not like a game plan pressure against like, a bigger quarterback or like a Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then if we're going to, if we're not going to be able to pressure with, with, with five or six guys, are we going to be able to stay in front of their receivers and make tackles after the catch? Yes. And that's a problem. Cause it's been a problem last couple of games um, there. Um, so I say, I say my keys to the game is uh, starting to, I mean, starting with preparation with the whole weather, you know, make sure you're hydrated during the week. Because that was always a big deal for me. I always had cramp issues as a kid, and it, it followed me all the way through my NFL career. So did we know? And as we know as a team, because we we've done this game four or five years, six years of our career, going down there back and forth. And then uh, and then also what what we saw last week, getting AJ and Aaron, you know AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones in that run game going established. Because then that'll help beat up, soften up the defensive line and the linebackers, keeping them honest with the pass. And in terms of trying to, you know, put a lot of guys either press coverage or then or not a lot of not, about nine or ten guys in the box to stop the run. So give them it fits with the f- different formations as uh, Matt Lafleur has been doing from week to week with that part of it. And obviously, you're going in home territory. You're going. I see you're going in enemy territory. I meant to say, enemy enemy territory. So this let's go down there and and, and drop an L in there because. Let's mess up there. It's, it's there, you know, it's, you're not home. You're messing up their, their place and give them something to think about. And so create some turnovers defensively and then vice versa. Make sure we don't give up the ball offensively. Make sure we, 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 we maximize every drive, field goal or touchdown when we can get in the run zone and get the ball grooving. And I say getting that groove because being on the road, um, sometimes it's hard to get in that rhythm offensively or defensively. Make sure you do that. Yeah, Aaron's. I think Aaron's been quoted as saying that Todd Bowles is one of the tougher guys that he has to go against from a game plan standpoint, from a coordinator standpoint. Now, head yep. coach, obviously, because they bring so much pressure from so many different looks, and and you just know that when you, it's it's just like the old Chicago guys. I mean, if you mug everybody up in the in the gaps and you don't know which one's coming, they could bring four this side, two inside, four that side. You know, you just mm-hmm. don't know, and that's one of the reasons he's got eight picks in the last four games down in Tampa, and we're one and three. I mean, it's they he, the guy plays a really good defense, so. Can we ID or guess right on these pressures or however you want to call it? And can we make them right. pay? Can we make them pay by you know breaking some tackles? And the other thing is too, when you watch that that New Orleans game, Tampa's secondary is young. They're super confident, like they know yep. what they're doing, and they know and they're very, very confident in their talent as well. And so they get caught staring in the backfield a lot. They do. Right. And and you see guys like opportunity, especially in quarters coverage with it with the drag with the hit with a guy going in the corner over the top, like you see guys open sometimes and they just don't get him the ball. Mm-hmm. And if you can with Aaron Rodgers, you know, not if you're not able to maintain eye discipline and he has time, like we should see some success. Like I'd love to see 
a couple post routes like against their quarters coverage or against when they roll over mm-hmm. with, with a Christian Watson, you know, four, five, six times this game, man. Just let it rip. Like we need to be able to stretch and create that separation on defense so we can work yeah. that middle area that Aaron loves to work. So right. be, it's it's going to be a fun game to watch. I know the injuries are, are, the, are the conversation, but I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, and I, I'll say I'm very excited for it. And I will say as a coaching staff for the Packers, I mean, both sides, you could really say for both sides, really, um, Let's say, for example, this game doesn't go the Packers' way. You now you got le- now you got lessons you can learn from yeah. this game because we know we're going to face these guys again later in the year because of playoffs. We know going so take that you know just if it comes out like that where we you know there's an L on the board, but you know what we can see now dissect what they did to us, what to, what got us there because we know it's a process of setting us up to tear us down defensively and offensively of scheming, and that's where that's why the defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators get paid what they get paid. I have a non-traditional matchup to watch that I that only uh, only people who love trenches will will talk about. But of Tristan Wirfs is Tristan Wirfs is one of the best right tackles in the league, yep. um, if not the best right now. Um, he, was he with the Rams before? No, no, oh, he, he? he got drafted there three years ago. Oh, okay, so, to, yeah, to Tampa. Yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, he got drafted. Okay. Yeah, so, so Tristan, this guy's unbelievable. He and he when you see him on film, it's like, oh my lord, he's huge. Oh yeah, I watched and he him. moves oh, yeah. well. Um, he had a great game against Cam Jordan, who's a premier guy in this league. So Rashad Gary, like this is a matchup. You you want you want to be considered one of the best in the game. You have to have a good game against you know who's considered. I think he was the All Pro last year at right tackle. So this will be a fun matchup to watch. And you know the other one I have is is obviously the running backs, ours against their their linebackers. I don't know. You want to talk on that one a little bit because that, yeah, that's sure. going to be the matchup. Man, it's a big matchup. I mean, like I said, uh, Devin White being the heavier of the two, but they both have speed in Levante David and then Devin White. But then, as we know, A.J. Dillon is two, basically 247, 250. We got Aaron Jones. He's the lighter of the two there, but still a solid matchup. So if they have clear running lanes, you know, will be will David be able to get off block? Will White be able to get off blocks downfield and vice versa? Will will Aaron be able to make the plays that he made like he did against the Bears, have that space to make some good cuts? AJ, he's slowing. He had 18 carries and the 61 yards. That's plenty of time to get in rhythm, to get, understand the run fits of your old line. So can he get to that point again in this game? And, I, and it's going to be interesting when that happens, because if that does happen, then you're going to basically have a free door to continue to give it back to 28. And then 33 will be able to take advantage of hitting the edge. And if he getting split out in these different formations that LaFleur likes to run with him and screenplays and stuff, stuff like that, then, yeah, you're in your offense. But we got that's why the ball's kicked off. So we'll find out come Sunday. Devin White missed some tackles in this game too. Like he right. he plays at a high level, but he did miss some tackles. And I just I'm always like, man, if you if we can make the first guy miss, and, and it's a problem. It, it, you just want to get your guy to the secondary, right? That's I just it. want to get you to the secondary. You get to the secondary, it's there's there's going to be a, it's going to be a fun day. So, Ag, the last thing we got today is let's do some uh, let's do some sports betting. <laughs> all right. So I, so I'm gonna I'll give you this. All right. Okay. We'll go through bet. We'll go through bet AG online. Mm-hmm. I'll go through each game with you. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the points, okay? And I'll give you the over under. So Got we it. could do money. So we could do money line or points. Let's do points. All right. So okay. tonight the Cleveland the Cleveland uh, Pittsburgh game. Yep. Pittsburgh's favored. Excuse me. Yep. Cleveland's favored by four. The over under is thirty eight. What do you got? The score of the game thirty eight. Over yeah, under? No, so combined, combined oh, points. Oh, combined points. Combined okay. points, 38. 
Yeah, I'll take I'll take I'll take under. I'll take under. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think I would take that. I would oh jeez. Because I'm looking at Steelers, it's risky. It's Are they gonna bench you think they're gonna bench you think they're gonna bench him for the rookie? I don't think they're I think it'd be too early for that. But but they have okay, so if, I know they're struggling. Play, I know they're struggling. Plays, let's say he plays terrible though. Now they have that long. Yeah, like, if they ten, play terrible, day, yeah, he's in day. there. But yeah. not but yeah. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see Kenny Pickett. He, you know, it's like one of those deals where you play against like second stringers, and all of a sudden people are like, oh, put him in. It's like, dude, the NFL's pretty hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's another level, bro. Like, That's another third, the third, the third team on uh, on a practice on the third team in training camp ain't, ain't quite prime time yet. Exactly. All right, exactly. this would be a, this would be an interesting game. You got you got Ravens by three at, but they're on the road at New England. The over under is forty three and a half. Ooh. 43 combined. Okay. I'm going to go under again. Okay. I'm going to go under That's again. That's not a bad call. I think I, I want, I see, I see Baltimore. I see the over. I think Baltimore is going to unload on them. I don't know. There's something wrong with the Patriots right now. Yeah. Uh, I do agree with that, though, that with that last statement. Something's wrong with the Patriots. I don't know if it's the offense kind of play calling going. It's not right. Is that there's something not there? Something's sputtering, but we don't, can't put my finger on it. All right. Next one. What we got? We got Bills, Dolphins, Bills by six at home in Miami. Okay, Miami's home team, Bills mm-hmm. by six, over under 52 and a half. Bill, let's go, Bills. What do you think? Bills by six? Do you think my yes? Do you think it's gonna yes. be a close game? I don't I think, think I think I, I don't think it was a close game, but I I if see the Bills yeah, don't I win see, by two touchdowns, I'll be shocked. I I feel the same because I mean dolphins are hot, you know, and it's gonna be hot down there too. But I don't think that's gonna matter. But I feel that Bill's gonna come away with this. The, Bill, the Bills have a great defense. They can score pretty much at will, right? And you look yep. at that game last week, and, like, congratulations to the, the Tua and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Tua could have had three picks. Game could have been over. Like, mm-hmm. the, like this, the secondary made some ginormous mistakes. And, by the way, Baltimore's secondary, that, and I, you always think that Baltimore's a great defense and everything. I heard a stat today. They're, like, last in the league in passing yards given up over the last, like, 18 games. Last in the league. The so last two years, pretty much. Yeah. Not and yeah. dude, not last like not last like 26th in the league. Dead last. Oh, dead. 30 seconds. 30 second in the league. Ooh. Baltimore Ravens in passing yards given. Now up. it makes sense why, yeah, why they haven't gone where they should have gone. Yeah, you know, man. Playoffs and deep into the playoffs. That makes right. sense. Let's not just on Lamar. Let's let's okay. Here we got Detroit, Minnesota. Minnesota's yep. favored by six at home. I think that's easy. Over under, uh, the over under is fifty two and a half. That might be tougher. I, I'll probably take the under there. What do you think? Yeah, I'll take the under on that one. But I, but I'm, I would definitely take the five and a half on Minnesota. Here's an I'm interesting sure. game because we thought both these teams would be better. Vegas versus Tennessee. Right. Vegas on the road, two and a half point favorites. Over under is forty five and a half. I would take the over on this one. Really? I'm going to also take Tennessee on this one. What do you think about this? Uh, oh, man, I'm just – because I'm watching both games of, of both teams. Get, get, yeah, it's, you know, tough. Of it. it's tough. It's uh, tough. Ryan Tannehill is all not kind of off. Uh, they're not giving – well, there's no, they're, in, they're in a situation not to give Derrick Henry the ball enough as well, uh, being in a passing, trying to pass from behind type of scenarios. And the Raiders are the Raiders. You don't know. It's, they, they're in Vegas. They 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 playing like they like it is. You either hot or you're not. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, man. And you say you're taking what now? You say you're taking the over. I'm right? gonna take the over and I'm gonna take the Titans. Mm. 
I want to take the Raiders, but my mom's a Raiders fan right now, so I feel like I always have to like bet against them so I could call her and like talk trash. That's oh, you got, I, I hear you there. Oh man, I'm gonna go because I I like the defense for Tennessee. I know I like them, so I'm gonna go. The, I'm gonna take the same. I'm gonna take the That's over. I feel the same way. Game. Yeah, I, feel I like the same their defense. Way. Their defense is tough. Justin Simmons is like I I have to stop thinking that he's not the real deal. Like all right. last year, he's making these plays. And I'm like, yeah, but that. Like you kind of watch it and you're like, nah, it's it's not that impressive. But then, like you said, like he has like three sacks already. I mean, he's you know he's just in the backfield all the time. Like at some point, I got to go. Okay, I must be missing something. Like he's he's obviously super super effective. So he's a, he's a problem. How about this one? Philly in Washington. Philly by six and a half. Over under forty seven. Uh, I'll take the over on Philly. Philly's playing not, uh, very good football right now. Jalen Hurts and, and that offense is putting up points and. They could they could create uh, defensively. Philly can create some problems for the Commanders. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think Philly's gonna win too. I'm gonna take the over though because the command. I think I think I Carson, said over. I said over. Did you, did you say over? Yeah, because yep, Carson, Carson Wentz had like four touchdown passes last week. I think he's like number two in the in the league right now. I know it's early, probably. but like you know. Yeah. It, no, I said the over. Right no. Yeah, did you say that. the over? Sorry about that. Yeah. Yep, I did say over. Okay. Yep. Uh, okay, we got uh, what's another good one? Okay, here's a market game. Uh, LA Rams, Arizona Cardinals at home in Arizona, three and a half point favorites for the Rams. Over unders 48 and a half. 48 and a half is a lot of points. Those are two high scoring offenses. Yeah, right? no, I was going to say the over for sure. And I say the Rams. So just to put that in perspective, each team's got to score 24 and 25 points to go over. And you think yeah. like, like you think like that's not that many points, but then I wonder how many games actually get, you know, to 48 and a half. It can't be that many. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I hear you. And, but I see. Kyler, I mean, he had 29 last week against the Raiders, and they had 27 or 6. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, and he did what he did. Sitting in the, I mean, that was pretty much amazing. I was like, wow. Okay. Check this. Okay, check this game. This is this one. This might be the game of the week. Okay. San Francisco heads to Denver. Ooh. And Russell Wilson is by everybody inside the megaphone, and they're going to yell run or pass. Okay. <laughs> I saw that. Was that you posted that? I, mean, I saw you Dude, retweeted it or doing? something. I mean, what is he doing? <laughs> I said Mike is having – oh, he's not happy. Are no, you know who had fun? the best one? TJ TJ Lang was like – TJ Lang was like, now I know why Seattle's defense was so good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, golly, man. That's and then did one. you see Did you see Richard Sherman and um, and, 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 K, and K, KJ, Osborne, no, KJ Osborne come out and like they're talking about like Russ in Seattle? No. It was just basically like – Double standard, double standard thing that you would expect, you know. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, so so this this is a the Niners are a one and a half point favorite over under forty five. It's in Denver, and Denver's got to be due. I mean, you tell me. Not not against this forty nine er defense. Like I know Trey is gone, but now they got Jimmy, who is right back where he left, right back where he left off. Yeah, dropping dives, winning games. Um, and I got forty nine ers defense. No, I'm going forty nine ers defense, and. I'll take the under because Denver's offense is not – they haven't put up a whole lot of points in the last couple of weeks and then in the first two weeks of the season. They've been, like, night, like, 14 in the first game and, like, 19 the last game or something. Something like that. I'm clo- I know I'm close. Yeah. It, they're, the, the, the San Francisco 49ers have an, still have a good defense. Like, they still have all the pieces in place. It's like this right. is one of those things you talk – I mean, you, you could we could talk about this for days – Imagine you're in year nine or ten of your career, like you're winding up, like you're still good, but it's almost over. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, hey, uh, 
Jimmy G just got us to two NFC championships and a Super Bowl. Um, we're going to bench him and put in Trey Lance. You'd be like, you're going to do what? Yeah, huh? And then you don't see anything in the guy from like a in like training camp that makes you go, oh, oh man, I, I can't, right. I can't wait. Like he's he's the next like Lamar Jackson or like he's the ne- he's the next fill in the blank of you know whoever the great multi threat guy is. <laughs> Mike Vick walks on the field and it's just right like, handed now. You know what I mean? And you, you know, or like, or Josh Allen in his third year, not his first year. Right. You, exactly. you know, just like dude, if you're like an eight nine year vet on that team, like if I'm Trent Williams. Like I know Trent's getting paid a lot and everything, but like if I'm Trent Williams, I'm like, dude, I want to win a Super Bowl. The hell you right. put now. Like Jimmy G, and now they dropped 27. The, the they couldn't beat the Chicago Bears, and then, <laughs> then Jimmy mm. comes in, they drop 27 points. Come right, on. and then then uh, I looked up Broncos' first game was 16. Last yep. week they scored 19. So they scored they scored 19. I mean. Ag, they scored nineteen just barely. Now the I 60, know. That's yeah. why I said I'm gonna take the under on that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good call, man. All right, yeah. last one: Dallas, New York Giants at New York. Giants I, probably for the first time in like five years are favored in this game by. A yeah, I, I see that. I'm seeing it. I Over think on another 39. website, on another another website, they they either had this game or had another game that was zero. Yeah. So the way this. Oh, Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so the way, so the way that this works is, I don't know about online, but each casino has their own bookmaker. Yeah. So, like, let's say, I don't, let's say the, the Dallas was favored by four. Okay. Correct. What happens is, all of these guys will come in and, and bet the other side, and then they'll they'll just start adjusting the spread because basically the house wants to be even on both sides. They just yes. want to take their cut. Got right? it. They yeah. don't want to be stacked on one side. Like everybody bets against Dallas, and the Dallas wins. All of a sudden, they're like, they're they're left holding the bag. Right. They got to pay out a lot of money. But who do you got on this game? Uh, right here. It was uh, it was over under. It's, it's over under. Over is thirty nine. New York by one. Got it. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with the over. Over thirty nine. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. No, Daniel no. I'm gonna Jones go with the under. I'm gonna go with Two backup quarterbacks. I'm gonna go back up. Two backup quarterbacks, but one of them gets paid starting money. Yeah, yeah, true. I'm gonna go under, and okay. I'm gonna go with Giants. All right, how many yards for Saquon Barkley in that game? I give him over. If it's over under sixty, what? If it's like he hasn't, what? What did he? What was well, his what, stats? Ag, you might as well say four, sixty. <laughs> like sixty yards is that? Yeah, no not one's right? gonna bet that. Oh, okay. You gotta, no, so, no, I'm, I'm learning saying, here. I'm no, here's what I'm here. saying. Okay, here's what I'm saying. How many yards do you think he's gonna get? Okay, I say I'll, I think he'll get. At least between sixty and seventy yards against the Dallas D. Dallas D. Oh, what are they? Man. What have they given up? Let me see. Let me see. Last game. It's Saquon Barkley. Man, he's averaging like six yards a carry. That's like ten. That's ten carries. Did he have a hundred last game? What did he do? Oh, he's Giants. Oh yeah, he had a hundred. Oh, take that back. Okay, so last <laughs> week. Yeah, the Yeah, I give him over a hundred. I give him. Never mind. I just saw the stats. <laughs> I had to do some homework. I saw it I now. I think he's lead. I think he's. He might be leading the league in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yards the, per that, carry, was, so that was week one. He had one sixty four on eighteen carries. That was yeah. Wow. That was a hell of a game. That's where he won the game by. You know, he won. He ran the ball over in the end zone for the touchdown. He squeezed in there, and then last week, what did he do? Let's see here. Oh, wait a minute. I went past it. So. Slow down. Slow. There we go. All right. 
last week. Oh, let me go to the box score because there's not he wasn't leading, but let's see what he got though. So he got oh yeah, he had 72 last week. See? I was close. He had 72 last week. Listen, there's no, there's and who they got? They got the uh, Giants. I mean, they got the Cowboys, a rivalry team, so they it's know a, them very well. It's so a I give prime them time game. It's a prime time game. They're going to run behind yep. that rookie, Evan Neal, at right tackle. Yep. Okay? He's like 350 pounds again. The dude lost like 20 pounds for the combine and then just put oh, it right back on. Oh, He's like, ah, oh, okay. look how much weight I can lose. And I'm like, yeah, but you put it back on. Well, anyways. So, yeah, I give him over 100. I say over 100 for sure. I would, yeah, I would, I would, over, if the over was 100, I'd bet the over. I just yeah. think, I just, I would love to see. I like Dayball, man. I, I just like I, mean, I like the coach. Mm-hmm. I don't like the quarterback. I think Sa- like Saquon Barkley. I don't know. Like for my money, he's probably the most fun guy to watch right now. Yeah, if, if he's healthy. Over, yeah, if he's healthy, which he's which it looks like he is. He's had close to a hundred yards in both of the first two games of the season, and he's running very as he is violent, which I like. Um, I, I like the I like the over on that hundred there for sure. Hey, let me ask you the last question. Did you see Jalen Hurts squatting 600 pounds? Yes. The- well, I yeah. saw him before because he did it before, like when he was at Alabama. He had a no. He video. did well. He did 500. The, the first one they showed. I don't know about it. I don't know about what you're talking. about. like the one yeah. they showed on TV, he did 500. He was in high school. Yeah, I've seen those videos. Oh, you seen? Okay, I never yeah. seen him before. I was like, yeah, I've seen and then he did he- 600. 600 at. at uh, it was his Oklahoma. dad. His dad is a, is a is a must is a weight trainer or does something with powerlifting. And so he got Jalen doing it when he was like out of eighth grade, this lifting stupid heavy weight. Yeah. Sometimes I go like, sometimes I talk to my dad, you know, and I'm like, you know, I, I played in the pro, I had a good career and everything. I'm like, I'm not, sometimes I go like, what the hell were you thinking? You know what I mean? Like right. we, we weren't doing anything. I, you know, right. my, I didn't even, I didn't lift a weight until like my junior year. And it was literally, we had one gym. We didn't have a gym at school or we did, but they never opened it up. Right. Like a dungeon. And we had one, there was one like fitness center in the entire mountain. And it was literally like a racquetball court with like, it was like somebody's attic that had weights in it. Yeah. Like, you know, our asses would be like four feet off the bench. We were bench pressing and all this. It was, it was like the absolute worst. I got to college and I was like the weakest guy in the whole school. But that changed real fast. We already know that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's. Yeah. Could have been like Jalen Hurts, man. Who knows? Could have been me. I've seen. That's what Grunk's dad did too with all his brother, him and his brothers. They had. He had a weight room in his basement. They were in there, out down there every day since the age of like eight, lifting weights. That's how my kids are. My kids been lifting weights. Everyone's like, you can't lift weights when you're young. Oh, I think you can. Oh yeah, you just gotta (laughs) moderate it. You gotta do it, plan it out right. You could do it. Yeah, my brothers had me there too. My brothers were that for me. They sent me some. 10 pound dumbbells and yeah. just said, just take the weight off when you feel you can move up or add it on or whatever. Here you go, mom. I'm, I'm giving them, you know, I'm sending them mom. She'll give them to you when they get there. Cause did I was still ever, in Los Angeles. Did you ever feature in, in the bigger, faster, stronger magazine? I feel like you would have done that. Do they have you in that? No. Uh, well, you were in, t- see most of the, back then it was usually guys in Texas, like high school, Texas kids. Cause they were yeah. Older maybe, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe they didn't reach Nebraska, but like, I remember like, I I got into the men's health of NFL section when the season kicked off in 01. <laughs> so thank you. 
that's when Not that was funny. my little claim. Honestly, Wait, I'm gonna be Wait, honest. Wait, like you, you could have been in anything. Like your physique was ridiculous. Like you're <laughs> rocked up. But, but men's health is not nearly as cool as bigger, faster, stronger. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> they didn't I, ask me to do. It. Playgirl didn't call me either. I mean, if no, we're talking about it, you know. What I, I mean? say for yeah. some, I was just pump trying to pop up something in my head. But a bigger, faster, stronger. We were in it at Nebraska, so yeah, I was I right there with with Boyd Epley. Man, we did the circuit. Yeah. And I never threw up. He, that was his goal. He's like, "Come on, I'm trying to get you to throw up." We're doing Mike a ten movement circuit. Yep. Bench, squat, deadlift, buys, tries, all with a minute, maybe less of rest in between each rep and set. So you do a set of squat two twenty five. Ten squat reps. Yeah. Put the bar on the rack, and whatever's left on the clock, that's your rest time. So if you oh, do every flat, minute on the minute, every, every minute, minute on the minute, minute. Yep. it was CrossFit before it was CrossFit. Yep. A little bit more structured though and control. Yep. Yep. And every guy before me, T. Phrase, Lawrence Phillips, all them guys chucking. Blah, blah, blah. Not me. I was like, I'm not gonna make you. Th- I'm not gonna let you make me throw up. I'm not. I did all them reps, come in the end, just grab my Gatorade and walked out. He's like, God darn it! I'm like, hey. Yeah. See, I I would have been like, I would have. I wouldn't have thrown up, but I would have been very disappointed. I would have just looked at him with like a lot of hatred. <laughs> yeah, because he tells me that. He, and what it is, he shouldn't have told me that before because I'm a competitor. And he's like, I'm on. I'm going to make sure Every- my goal is to make you throw up. I'm like, oh, really? You're going to try did- to? Okay. Did I ever tell you about the time that I was I was working out in San Diego and I was probably like five, six years in. So I, I, I was, you know, at this point, I'm, things are going pretty well for me. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I go and this, this guy goes, you got to go see the Russian kettlebell expert. It wasn't like Pavel or anything, but it was like rushing up the street. Yeah, my so. dad, I mean, not my dad, my brother trained with Pavel he, or did a class or something he did yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So I, I go up the street and this guy walk in and this is Russian guy and, and, I, and I just go, hey, kettlebell's cool. Like, I don't know. And this is before kettlebells were cool, you know? And, I go, right, right. and he goes, he looks at me and he goes, who are you? And I go, I'm Mike and blah, blah, blah. They, they set me up here to work out with you. And he goes, he goes, I will make you throw up in six minutes. And I and I just I walk towards the door and I go shit I can make myself throw up in three and say I'll see you later pal. <laughs> right, I like yeah. I already not I one exercise. Do. Just walked right at the door. I go, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh throw up in my six god! Minutes. Yeah, I was like, what was but what was with strength coaches back in the day, man? It's like, what, what are you, why are you trying to make me better? I mean, I could make right. myself throw up. I know exactly what I need to do to do. I could run three shuttle runs. Yeah, I'm gonna throw up after that. Three Just of drink them. a gallon of milk and go for a jo- go for right. a sprint. Exactly. Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that. All right, AG All man, right. this All is right, a good Mike. show. I'll uh, I'll I'll uh, talk to you soon. I'll, well, I guess I'll talk to you on Sunday, and then we'll hit the hit the uh, recap here on Monday morning. Sounds good. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.